here. Hang on, hang on. Let me get in here real quick. Set this up real quick here. Give me a minute. Let's see, did it work? All right, finally. Finally, it's working. Let me click this up here. Let me click on this. I don't know, this thing doesn't want to. There it is. There it is. That should do it. That should do it. All right. Got it. We're going to see if notifications go out here. Let me see if this works here. And click that. Let me close this up. Let me close that up. I want to see that. It's been a while. It's been a while since I went live. I put on another video. And we're going to click live and see if notifications go out. I just clicked go live. All right. So a couple things I wanted to cover. A couple things I wanted to do would go live. And, and, and here's kind of what happened, right? So I was covering, doing a, a video I, I did yesterday, right? And some people are going to come in here. And, and if you have to go back, you can just kind of go back. Uh, but right now, I'm just going to kind of go live and see if anybody comes in here. Okay, so I did a lot uh, video in regards to uh, Make Sense, and I kind of covered some stuff. And then one of the other things that I basically... Shuffle this over here so I can see this. And let me shuffle this over here so I can see this. Thank you. All right, so one of the things I wanted to cover, I started uh, thinking about was the fact that Although I'm giving um, on, on what's going on in the brokerage side and what's going on with customers and what's going on with this, I thought what I would do is basically give people ways to be able to get into a customer, right? Some of the ideas about getting into a customer. Um, so I basically started to do write this down and how, you know, ways a carrier can get into customers and things like that. Well, I saw Stewie did a video. Uh, Stuart, the hobby trucker, basically did a video, and he said that he was going to be putting together a series on how to get customers. I think most of the stuff that's going on and, and, and situation that's going on is people are getting frustrated, they're getting angry at brokerages, and they're getting stuff like that, and what happened was they don't know who to kind of blame and what to do and where to go from there. So I think Stuart sees the same thing and I've been seeing the same thing and I've been doing stuff, you know, calling out the confusion that lies and things like that. And I was editing my other video here. Um, so Stuart was going to do a series in regards to how to get customers, how to do this type of stuff. So I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So I called Stuart this morning and said, hey, uh, I see that you're going to be doing uh, a series on what to do and how to get customers as a carrier, as a carrier. 
Um, and then me and him just had, I don't know, an hour, two hour conversation that we said, hey, we, we you know, we should have did this live. We should have recorded this. We should have did that. So the only part I did record, or record was him saying, yes, Sage, you're a genius. Um, I'll keep that. No, I'm just, but we did record some of this and we did some role play in regards to him being there. But I do feel that I should, at this point, I'm putting out information in regards to, you know, brokerages and trucking and things like that. I do feel that I, uh, I, we need to come out and say, well, how do I get into a customer? How do I get, as a, as a truck driver, as a carrier, how do I get my foot in the door to customers? Like, what can I provide? So, uh, Rockabit, I see you there. Uh, thank you guys for coming in real quick. But let me do this. I'm going to go ahead and call Stuart. And uh, I'm going to call him on the phone. Let me do this. Let me make sure you guys can hear him. Hello? All right. Stuart, can you hear me? All right. Uh, I got you, man. Okay. Uh, can everybody hear Stuart? I just want to make sure everybody can hear Stuart because you should be able to hear him. And let me check my OBS. One, two. Are we good? Yeah. So you're coming through OBS. I just want to make sure everybody can hear Stuart um, and that they can hear him going on. And I don't know if you shared this on yours. Let me do this. So I'm just waiting for C. Uh, Rockabit, can you hear Stuart? Can you hear the guy in the phone? So I'm just going to wait for that because if not, I have. Uh, you should be able. They should be able to hear you. Let me check one second here. While we're waiting for that, you're on my roadcaster. Yep, he's fine. All right, perfect. So we, they can hear you. So I was just basically going over this that uh, me and you were having basically a conversation because we both see the same stuff. Like right now, there's a major blasting um, in regards to brokers and stuff like this and i think it's a lot of uh because of the, the freight, freight rates are and people are a little bit nervous and they're and they're scared and they're seeing this stuff and they're not knowing what the hell's going on would you agree correct 100 percent. so we you did the video that you were going to start saying um how cost how carriers and stuff can get into um customers and things like that and that was your recent video and yes that was, and I will drop your link in here while we're talking, but real quick, kind of give the rundown of that while I drop that video link. Okay, so pretty much, uh, you know, like you said, there's just a lot of frustration out there with what the rates are doing. Um, and I've, I came to the conclusion that, you know, we blame brokers, but in reality, we just need to take control of our own businesses and go after the direct customers. Uh, and, uh, you know, have more control and don't let someone else dictate to us, aka a broker, uh, you know what we what we move the freight for. That was sort of where I was coming from, uh, and I felt like, but we just didn't know, you know, as carriers, you know, especially especially over the last ten years, it's almost become standard just to go to the spot market, right, right. and and not get your own customers and use and rely on the brokers, and uh, you know we need to. You know, just take control of the business again and how to present yourself. And after our conversation this morning, there's a lot of stuff that I'm going to change on how I would do it, you know, because my mindset is slightly different. I mean, I think we have a lot of the same, the end goal is, you know, what we have to offer, the benefits, the features, the values, but maybe 
how to, you know, break the ice and, you know, get in front of someone is, is you know, very different mindsets. And I think that's the key, right? The hard work with, 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 that, with that stuff is um, actually getting in front of people. But, well, you know, once you get in front of someone, it, it becomes a little bit easier if you know what you have to offer. Uh, but it's the getting in front of people, which I feel is where there's a big, we have a, you know, a different mindset or we did have a different mindset, but I, I agree with what, you know, with what you were telling me a hundred percent on how to, how to break it down and, and, and make them people feel valuable, you know? Yeah. And, and look, the, the conversation, of course, uh, we did some role play and we'll probably kind of do it again real quick. Um, in regards to role play, of course he, he's in on me, on my secret now. So he might end up, you know, using that against me, but um, one of the things that I did put on a video was the mindset that you should have when you realize you're going to be talking to somebody at the company. And a lot of times real quick that the video that I did, uh, just before this one was the fact that understand that the person you're talking to, the shipping manager, whatever that person is, is a W2 employee who has somebody that they answer to. They work for a living. They have a, probably have a mortgage or an, uh, they rent or they have a car payment and they have all this stuff. And they have to, have to be accountable for the actions and the decisions that they're making or they're going to get called into somebody's office, right? So if, if you don't realize that you're going to want to make that person look good to their boss, that's going to go a long way in regards to how much freight you get and things like that. So to go in there, and this is what, why I, I, I say so much that if you go into the broker always asking for the, the – the most money. Well, if you go into the customer with that same mentality, you won't get that person who's now accountable for that money. The shipping manager, you won't win his respect, right? If you're always over budget or you're always putting him over budget and you're never working with him or you're never making him look good, he's not going to want to pick you. He's going to want to pick somebody that eventually makes him look good and for him to keep his job. And he possibly has a budget. He's possibly also making sure that trucks show up on time and things like that. So understand that the mindset you have to have is the person that I'm going to be interacting with, how can I make the company look good and how can I make the person look good that I'm talking to and how, what services can I not only provide for them but make them look good, either that shipping manager or a company to another company look good. That's a lot of how I approach things. Like So the first thing I'm doing is approaching is, okay, I got to make this guy look good. I got to give enough, you know, I got to give him either good ideas to take to his boss, good answers to take to his boss, keep him under budget because if I'm always over budget, I'm always over budget. And I know that a lot of drivers be like, well, I'm a good negotiator. I'm a good negotiator. And, and before we get started, let me say that when it comes to negotiating with break with brokers, you're really not negotiating. You're just asking for more money. And and I think even Stuart I, I would probably vouch for this. A lot of things that bro yeah. brokers do is if I want to move it for 15, I'll post it for 13 and let you walk me up to 15 and then you feel good. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. You're very limited. And it's, very it's a different type of negotiating. When you, when, you deal with, when you deal with a CEO, it's very different than dealing with a broker. Right. So the, the mindset that you're, what you have is a negotiating with yeah. brokers. Like I said, if, if there's a hostage situation and somebody's holding hostages in a bank, mm -hmm. the last person they're calling in to negotiate is a truck driver. 
But I, I mean, you see what I'm saying? Like negotiating yeah. is just not as that's just not what, you know, I'm being honest with you. I know you're not some people aren't going to want to yeah. hear it, but that's the truth, right? You're just negotiating for more money. What we used to call that was selling my services. Right? You're just sell you're trying to sell better services. You're not actually negotiating, you know, well, if, if you give me this much money, I can pick up on Tuesday and I'll give you this much in detention time and I'll give you, you're just asking. So that's, it's a completely different aspect with customers. And what I tried to explain to Stewie, yep. and we went on for about two hours, was the most difficult thing for a truck driver to do is become a logistics specialist. It is very, very hard because the truck driver knows what the truck driver wants and feels what the truck driver deserves. So when you try to take a truck driver and make him a logistics specialist, you have to introduce them to a whole nother world and make them look at the big picture. Would you agree with that? Yes. And that's kind of where I think a lot of truck drivers, they get into this thing and they get into this negotiating with brokers and then they get into this. And then when it comes to getting either direct customers or trying to sell their services, um, to get direct customers, it becomes a very difficult task. And so me and Stu, which I should have recorded it before, I'm just going to know that if from well, we now can, on. We, we, can, we can do it again. We can, we can, look, I can play naive and forget about as much as I can about the conversation we had before and try and play naive, and I'll role play to the best of my ability of how I was going to do it, and you can shoot me down like you did. That's okay. fine. I don't have a problem with that. So, because I think, I think it's really valuable to see where we can grow and how we can maybe take different avenues to, to get in front of people and how to combat. Because uh, I'll be honest with you, but before we started talking, I thought my system was going to be bulletproof. <laughs> I thought it was going to be bulletproof. And, and you just kicked me in the freaking nuts and left me on the curb. I'll be honest with you. I mean, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen here, you know? Right. So, and, and, uh, I, and, and I didn't do it to be, you know, I, I did it because I've dealt with these things. Like these... So basically how it started, Stuart, it, it, let's go with how you want, okay, how the conversation started is one way that somebody can think outside the box, and, and I'll present this real quick because this is kind of how it started. One way, if you are a carrier, you are a truck driver, you are a carrier, you don't have a brokerage, okay? You do not have a brokerage, you're just a carrier, okay? This is what I did. When I first started driving and I just had my truck and stuff like that, and, and you, you already know, establish yourself, right? Establish yourself yep. with a brokerage who you can work with and help you broker freight, okay? Like I have a carrier, and I've said this, that they do not want a brokerage. They don't want one, but they have direct customers. So their direct customers come to me, and then I go directly to them with the loads, so when, because they have, let's say they have 15 trucks, we do OD freight when, if they need 16 loads or their trucks are not going to be in the area, they can only cover five loads. I'll cover the additional loads with my brokerage, right? And, and we've worked that out. So if you do not have a brokerage, what you're going to want to try to do first is find somebody who has a brokerage, who you can trust and present them with a way that, hey, if I get a direct customer and I can't cover their fall-off freight or the freight that I can't cover, would you cover their freight? And can we build this, you know, can we build a, um, a contract between the two of us that 
I can trust you. You can trust me. You're giving me the first act, you know, the first right to refusal for every one of their loads. Now you're starting to build a team to be able to go into a customer, even if you don't have a brokerage. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I, I'm going to ask a question here, and this is something we didn't discuss. Would you go to a C.H. Robbins or something like that, or would you would you prefer a mom and pop? Or does it really not matter? Because in my mind, I feel like a, a, a profits-driven, you know, C.H. Robinson, TQL are probably going to cut you out the, the – the, the pie real quick versus a mom and pop. Yeah, What's so what, on that? you got a couple options. So I would not go to a C.H. Robinson because the C.H. Robinson is not structured uh, to benefit you. Um, they don't have yeah. agents. They don't have outside agents. Like, let's say Canadian Freight Broker. He's an outside agent yeah. for his company. He works. At, he's structured as an independent. You could go to him because he can keep that promise to you with his company. Right. Yeah. A C.H. Robinson is not going to keep that promise. They answer the stockholders. They answer the, the person that you're going to might just be a customer service person. So I would go to somebody that either is a mom and pop or can, who can actually do a contract with you or who can make these agreements with you. But I would not go to somebody that that's a C.H. Robinson structured business, because even though they can provide a lot more services, let's say, than somebody. The issue is, is that they can't provide you an individual contract to do that on that basis. They're just going to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He says he might be yeah. able to, but when it comes down to it, he won't be, he won't, he can't do it. Yeah. He can't make contracts on behalf of CH Robinson. Right. Yeah. He just can't. So we, me and Stewie both agreed on that. Like he asked me how to kind of do that. So that's something that it's going to benefit you to, to have at least somebody you can go to that can say, Hey, if I do get this freight, but I want first right to refusal, like every one of the loads that, that my carriers come to me with that customer goes to my that carrier first. And if I can't cover it, I find the extra truck. And that's that's where she's covered that way. She doesn't have to have a brokerage. She has me as her logistics specialist. And that's that's how it's covered. So one of the other aspects that I used that I did early on was I provided I even made a company for this. It was called Leverage Assessments. It was called leverage assessments. So I had a brokerage and a carrier, but I created a company and I suggest people think about this. As a carrier, you can do this. And this is where me and Stewie got off on a tangent and a little bit and we threw down um, and then I came off the top rope and finally pinned them. All right. So basically, <laughs> leverage assessments was just a consulting company. It was a consulting company that I basically set up to be able to go to a customer. So let's say you were a customer, okay? And I call, was able to get on the phone and say, hey, and we'll explain how I was able to get in this in a minute. I was a company that called you up and said, hey, um, we, are, we offer a consulting business that, will, that is a site consulting business. So we'll come on, one of our people you know, will come on site and go over your facility and see if there's anything at your facility that could possibly be improved or what you're doing good and what could be improved to make it more efficient for trucks to come in and leave faster. Um, or even things like, do you have on-site parking? Do you have um, lines painted so trucks can back up to the doors fast, you know, to the, to the doors faster? And this is a free service. This is a free service that we will come out, take a look at how you run things, 
and do this. Now, some of the things that I, when I remember going to, to a site, like uh, one company, they didn't have lines. I suggested possibly painting lines. They had uh, uh, parking, uh, overnight parking. And I said, hey, you know, you might want to mention that you have overnight parking because the drivers can reset their clocks um, and that we can actually do, you know, sometimes a driver will give you a little bit of five cents a mile off or something uh, because he can park overnight and he can start with a fresh clock and get all of his running time in at this facility. Um, one of the other things we I, I remember going to them is saying, how does the loaders know which door to go to things? Well, they go and check in, and then the, they, we, they're given a load number. Well, what I suggested was, well, why don't you give the driver, the, bro, you know, the logistics company, the load number also, so when the driver opens up his doors, he can stick that piece of paper with some tape on the side of the door, on the side of the wall of the trailer, so that when the loader opens the door, he knows that this trailer is this load number, and he's double-checked the system. Right, it, it it was whatever I could think of that could possibly benefit that shipper to get trucks in and out faster and save a little bit of time. Hey, can I can I can I can yeah. I add to that that yeah. when you go in and do that, don't go in there and say, well, if you add five more docks, that's not practical. You know, do operational practical stuff, which is it's really not costing them any money. Maybe even a gallon of paint or you know a quick tweak here, a quick tweak there. You know. And they can, they can, you know, free up more time. You, you know, going in and saying you need to spend a million dollars and add five docks is not practical. You, know, right. you want to be able to be resourceful. Correct. So this is some of the stuff that, or um, one of the things I've suggested is a lot of loading. When you load, there is loading procedures like back up to the dock, throw the chalk down, disconnect from the trailer, pull away, blah, 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 blah. So what I suggested to one company is, well, you can actually send that to the logistics company that you're using and, and tell that logistic company that the drivers are, you know, please hand this sheet out to the drivers when you dispatch them so that they know what the procedure is when they come in, right? These are things that I, yep. I did not go in as a, as, a, as a logistics company. Now, I did mention that, hey, you know, I do have a carrier. We also have a, a freight brokerage and things like that. But this is my logistics company that's coming in there. And as a truck driver, as, as you're a truck driver, um, you know these things, right? You can look at something and say, this is something. Now, make sure you mention good things that they do. So if they're doing something good, you put that in that report, right? But when you, when you do this, put this together and say, okay, once, we're, once I'm done, I'm just going to leave. And then probably the following week or you know, next couple of days, we're going to put it together. And I'll email you the results of what I found. If there's any way that what you're doing right, what's good. Um, some and and then also if there's any subtle improvements you can make or if there's large ones which let's face it you know you're probably not looking to invest fifty hundred thousand dollars into reach you know doing your parking lot but you're you now have a means to go in provide a service based on the fact that you know trucking because you're a truck driver you know what you've seen other uh, warehouses that have done things better and or worse. And you can now present to them a knowledgeable service in writing, and you have a it's free. It's free for you to go in. What you're doing is you're gaining intel, you're providing them a service for free. So you're already showing that you know you're you're giving them some value in something. And then you can say, let me know if you want to discuss this anymore, and you send that to them, and then you also make sure that they know. Hey, if you know, if we were to handle your logistics, we would make sure that the drivers all had a copy of the 
procedures that you require for loading at your facility prior to going in. That will save you some time that draw, you know, when it comes to loading these trucks and moving them because they want to be efficient. Right. They if you can make them a little bit more efficient based on your knowledge in regards to the industry, then you're providing a service outside of logistics and trucking first and you're getting your foot in the door by doing this. Right. And this is something that mm -hmm. I would start at a lo obviously a local company, someplace that you can go out and call them up and say, hey, would next Friday work Would next Thursday work Would this time work, you know, two o'clock. I just need someone to kind of let me in and let me take a look. Um, and, you know, you're welcome to have somebody go with me or I can just kind of take a look at what, what I see and things like that and then type up my report and get it back to you. And then from that, right, a lot of companies said yes. Like a lot of companies didn't have a problem with free services like that, free consulting, free, man you know, free stuff like that from an outside independent carrier slash somebody who knows trucking and knows this and knows that. Right. And it's not something that just any brokerage can do or any brokerage thinks about doing. If you're a brokerage that's never driven a truck. I, I can go into a facility driven a truck and be like, holy crap, you got a blind side because of this fence. You know, if they just take five foot of this fence off, <laughs> nobody's got a blind side. You can straight line it, right? I would know that um, because we drive, right? Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, the carrier, you know, the driver's going, a carrier is going to to see stuff like that, right? You know, whereas, uh, you know, and that's our strong point is, you know, something as simple as signage, you know, you, how many places do we go and there's congestion in the parking lot and you have to wait five minutes to get into a dock, right? And you can say, well, put park here or stage here, whatever, right? And you bring that to the, that's, you know, that's our strong point is efficient. You know, we can learn to be more efficient from that aspect. A broker might not necessarily see that, right? Because they're not doing the day-to-day -day operations like that. It's, it's a little bit more difficult for them to see. Correct. And, and this is the aspect of, of what you guys can offer outside of that. Now, it also gets you in the door. Um, it also, you know, to, to possibly meet with somebody, get somebody on the phone, because you're not just looking to quote their freight. You're not looking to provide them a service that they already, they already have literally right now. They already have a, somebody. They're already possibly using Sage Robinson. You're offering a service that's not what they're that they have that you also have an added benefit of being able to provide them logistical service or trucking services. If they can, you can get in the door by providing them knowledge services based on your time in the industry and your knowledge in the industry. Now, this is what we both agreed on. And now we both agreed that this was a good idea, correct? Yep. hundred percent. It's from here. Everything went a little downhill. So it's your turn, and I'll let you start. Okay. So my approach was, as far as getting in front of someone, uh, obviously do the the basics, right? You know, staple your business cards to the bills, you know, a, a thank you letter, you know, staple that to the back of the bills with your logo on it, you know, some sort of indirect marketing. Get your logo out there, you know, so, so they recognize, you know, we see the UPS sign, we know what it means. Same sort of thing with a, a shipper. Then my next bit was, you know, as a driver, I guess at that point, I've got my driver's hat on if I'm there at the facility at this point. Uh, I go in and I start talking to the dock workers, you know, asking them questions, trying to gather more intel, asking them some of the challenges they have. Just like Sage was saying, just trying to get 
an idea of where there is areas of inefficiency. And then go and ask for the shipping manager, the CEO, whoever the decision maker is, uh, to, to speak to them directly uh, while I'm there currently under, you know, pulling a load for, let's just say, C.H. Robinson. Uh, you know, and that's where things went south when we put the boxing gloves on. Uh, yeah. And we, we went into role play. I mean, and we can go into role play if you like, and I'll play as naive as possible, like I said, and try not to change what I said as too much. Should I remember? Um, you know, if, so if, if you if you want if you want to do that. So what? I, and my point to this, and we'll just so everybody knows, is one: what you want to make sure is you have to be mindful of their time. There used to be a time where you could basically have lunch with guys, sit down, with guys, do this type of stuff, but. Your first initial visits, it's very difficult to do that because with with the vid, everything kind of changed. Like now people are multitasking. They're doing more than one job. They're being paid for this, and they don't have a lot of time like they used to. So you have to be extremely mindful of their time. So what I told him, what I said was don't do that. Don't go in. Now, remember, we, we, we role played this from the point that Stuart was the owner of his own company and a driver for his company. He's the CEO of his company, right? He's he's got his own numbers. He he does not. Uh, you did have a brokerage or didn't? You didn't, right? Did 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 didn't? And uh, we had a handful of trucks, just like correct. Trucks, so right? he he basically said, "Look, I got ten trucks. I do not have a brokerage. I'm the CEO of the company uh, of this trucking company, Stewart Transportation, and that's how he went in. And I said, "Do not, do not ask to speak to the sales manager." Um, as the truck driver, don't go in there as the truck driver and then ask to speak to the sales manager and try to do a sales call. And th- this, this is kind of where we threw down. So at this point, how do you want to do this? Do you want to, where do you so, want to start? So, so can I, can I, can I speak to the shipping manager, please? And just come in. Yeah. Hey, Mr. Sage. Um, uh, I'm uh, here picking up a load for you today. Um, you have a pickup and, number? Um, there was a... Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no. I just wanted to talk about some of the stuff that I saw. There were some things outside going on, and there were some inefficiencies I'd like to talk to you about. Do you have a couple of minutes where I could talk to you? What do you, uh, what do, you, you know, do? Maybe try and have them from it. Oh, go ahead. Aren't you here to load a load right now? Yeah, yeah, your, your guy's working on it right now. Uh, he should, you know, hopefully he should be done within the next hour, I hope. Uh, but I, like I said, I saw some inefficiencies outside. Um, and I was I saw that you could have probably get you could probably get more trucks. Who are you picking? Who are you picking? Turnover. Who are you picking up for? Uh, so 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 my, so I'm I'm with Stewart Transportation. Uh, yeah. But the broker on this load is actually C H Robinson. Okay. So why aren't you talking to C H Robinson? I I I mean we've 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 spoke to them before about this. I don't know if that was getting to you, but I mean I just like that I wanted to I wanted to. You know, come to you and just address it with you. You know, like I said, I I, I have some ways that I can, uh, you know, maybe get Wait. some more efficiency out of the dock here and, and reload reload you know more trailers. So you're you're uh, coming in you're coming in on somebody else's dime. That the, somebody else's dime who paid you, and you're telling me how to make my dock more efficient. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, are uh, you? So yeah. Are, I mean, I just like I said, I, 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 I just wanted to help you out here. I just wanted to help you why out. Why wouldn't here, you not? I wanted to. Why wouldn't you not go to the person that paid you? I don't know. I don't have. I don't have an answer for that, sir. I mean, I was just try. I was just trying to help you out here. 
Um, like I said, uh, you know, obviously uh, with more efficiency becomes becomes more profitable uh, listen, for you. Listen, I've got like makes our life a little bit easier. I've got like thirty other trucks I have to load. Do you think I have time to sit down and have you tell me every play, everything that my company is doing wrong in regards to loading your truck right now? It's it's not so much as doing it wrong. It was you know if you're more efficient, you know, maybe you won't have to pay as much overtime to your employees. Um, you know, you get more so products out. I mean, I don't know if you're restricted by I don't know if you're restricted by uh, you know the amount of product you can put out. There's just not enough hours in a day, etc. Uh, labor hours, stuff like that. I'm just trying to you know, I, operationally, you know, maybe a Ch Robinson or a T depending on the brokers that you use, don't see. You know, if we could get maybe 15 more trucks in here a day by being more efficient, is that something that could help you out? So this is a sales call. So you are literally doing a sales call on somebody else's dime. So let me, let, let me make sure I yeah, get this I, straight. Let me make sure I get this straight. I hired a company, C.H. Robinson, who hired you, and now you're on their dime is doing a sales call to tell me how you can do things better when they, when they literally hired you, it sounds like C.H. Robinson already did a good job. Are you saying that they didn't do a good job hiring you? Well, I mean, you have to understand the, uh, the, the nuances of the, the logistics business works, right? I mean, a broker mm -hmm. is in the business of matching freight with carriers. Uh, we are a carrier. I am the carrier. Um, and I, I see the operational side of it coming into facilities, you know, and you know, how we can be more efficient, uh, not only to help us out, but also help you out wait, as well. Wait, 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 hang on. I'm, I, again, I'm going to ask this again. You are literally on somebody else's dime who I hired, who is obviously, how efficient are you? Are you, are you not good at your job? I, I consider myself to be one of the best in the industry. And C.H. Robinson hired you, correct? Yes, Mr. So, it's, did. so it seems like I did a good job hiring C.H. Robinson to hire you, correct? But you are literally on somebody else's money telling me that I should do and, and doing a sales call for your company on their dime while loading, while loading my freight for them being paid for them. Is that what you're doing? I, I understand how that might it might look that way. No, no, that's Dave. not how it looks. I'm trying to help you. Wait. I'm trying to help you be more efficient. Wait. If you decide, if you decide to – go ahead. Is that how it looks or is that how it is? Because there's a difference. I, I asked the question mark. You are literally I, I, on someone else's dime who I hired coming into my establishment – and doing a sales call for your services, even though the company I picked hired you. It, yep, is that no, how it look, looks or how it is? Is that how it looks or how well, it is? I, I, I guess I guess technically that's how it is. That's how it is. Um, it, it, so let me <laughs> let me see. Let me understand this. So your first thought to come in professionally was to use somebody else's money, which technically was my money, to come in here. And establish yourself that you're better than the person that I hired in the first place who actually hired you. That's your first, that's your professional, as the driver loading the freight. That's not, so, so let me make sure I, 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 that this is the level you believe is the best a level to approach, uh, to approach me at. I, my, my belief, sir, is I would rather come to you. And, and talk to you face to face. I'm here, but 
and I would rather I would I would rather talk to you in person. Yeah. Face to face, I'm here. Your guys loading my truck. Yeah. And I would rather I would like to take advantage of my time and your time if you have some for me to where we can maybe talk no, about no. some inefficiencies. You, you're taking you. advantage of somebody else's money. You're taking advantage. So let's make sure we understand. Taking at, at this point, face to face is great. Take doing it while being paid by somebody else who literally paid you to show up and do this. Not so professional, right? So at some point, uh, that professionalism that I don't want you to be wasting my money and my time and trying to backdoor, that kind of went out the window when you decided to backdoor the person who paid you to come to my establishment and tell me they're not good at their job when they hired you. Is that what you're saying? I, I, I understand how you feel about that, Mr. Sage. I, I understand that it, it, it seems that way. Um, seems? Whoa. You know, seems or is? That, that, that's a matter of perspective, right? Oh, At the so end you, of the day. Okay. Uh, so let's I mean, do this. Look, if you, 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 you could knock, Mr. Sage, I've come in here and I just want to show you some, some areas of opportunity. Mm -hmm. uh, what, you do, what you do with them areas of opportunity is, is up to you. Well, At no, the end of the day, at the end of the day, Mr. Sage, do you go to a heart surgeon and do you want to have to tell him how to do it? Do I go to a heart surgeon and tell him? No, no, I go yeah, to the to, to I, but, how, to, how to do how to do heart surgery. And so, no, hang on, hang on. Let me answer that question. Let me let me answer that question. I go to the hospital, and the hospital tells the heart surgeon, right? That's kind of a bad point there you got there. That didn't win any points there. I go to the hospital, <laughs> and the hospital tells the heart surgeon how to proceed with, the, with not exactly how to do it, but sets up the appointment, sets but, and but, schedules but, but we're me. Talking about. Yeah. But Mr. Sage, we're talking about it at an operational level here, okay? I've came in here at, at an operational level, <laughs> okay? And, and I see some yeah. areas of opportunity. Um, and my analogy with the heart surgeon is you wouldn't want to be laying yeah. on that table and having to explain to him how to do or how to be the most efficient at it. And this is not a bash on the broker by any means. Yeah. I understand that you, you, you pick them, uh, you know, based on the services they have to offer and everything else. I'm just highlighting some areas. Um, whether you decide to take that to the broker yourself or, you know, give another company some opportunity and would like to hear what they have to say, um, you know, that, that's up to you. So Mr. I'm Sage. just, I'm still uh, confused. I, I, I just, I just, I just, yeah. I just wanted to, I just wanted to bring it to your attention. Yeah. Um, you know, and I have some, uh, you know, if you have some, if you have some more time for me, I'd like to, you know, to come back and maybe we can sit down and discuss some of the other things that I've, I've seen as well, you know, yeah. I, obviously they're nearly done loading here. So here, here well, wait a minute. First of all, you don't know they're done loading because you're in the office with me and not watching your truck be loaded. Okay, okay, now, okay, let's, so you're busy <laughs> then. You're, you're busy. You just, you just exposed me. You don't have time for hang, me. Hang so on. You, you, obviously, you're busy. Well, no, you're, now I'm intrigued because I've, I rarely <laughs> see uh, this conversation that in, in regards <laughs> to things. So I just want to make sure I'm establishing this right before I let you go on with your sales call. You are literally on somebody else's dime who I hired doing a sales call, telling me you are better than the person who hired you to be here. Oh, so, yes. so we, it was, yes. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's right off the bat. We, we have, then why are you hauling the freight for the person that you're already better to haul the freight for? What did you do? Why are you taking their money? But let's go on. Let's leave that to the side, right? Let's leave that to the side. Let us proceed 
with your sales call. So at this point, I'm going to give it to you now because uh, normally I would just tell you to walk away and go back to your truck driver. Uh, you're bothering me. Uh, maybe not that. Now, remember, just uh, break, break character here. A lot of the stuff that's going on that I'm saying, they wouldn't say this is what's going on in my head. Most likely the shipping manager would say something like, we don't handle the freight. Go back to your truck. But I'm going to tell you what's actually going on in my head, right? Okay. So you're going to go, first of all, I want to establish something. Before you make a sales call, understand that as the there is a chain of command in regards to businesses. There is a hierarchy. There's a chain of command. And we have managers, district managers, and everything else for specific reasons, right? So when the truck driver feels that they're going to come in wearing their truck driver hat and they're going to talk to the sales manager or the CEO and they're going to then portray their your business model, which is obviously going after the person that's paying your money, basically. Um, that's not a good thing. But let's go ahead with your proceed, your sales call. What services do you think you can do better than the, than the company that hired you to pick up my freight? Enlighten okay. me. So first, so, so first of all, you know, we just spoke about, you know, the lines on the thing, you know, getting more 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 trucks in the stock. So, so so let me ask you, you how many loads are you shipping shipping a, a day or a week or a month however you would like to break that down okay so let's say uh we do uh, obviously you know we're, we're manufacturing so we we're doing about approximately 100 loads in um and 50 to 60 loads out approximately a month okay and is that and is that based off of uh, are you capped because of, of loading capabilities? Are you capped because of manufacturing capabilities? Are you capped because of warehousing? What? What? Why would you like? Would you like to move more product? Uh, what? What? What is? What is? Why that number? Why? Why are we at that number? Is it a demand issue? Uh, why are we at, at that number? Just out of, out of uh, well, that's a couple of reasons. Obviously, one, our manufacturing and, and floor space in regards to the machines that can manufacture. We can obviously personnel and the amount of stuff we can do. Um, would I love to do more? Sure. We'd love to have a bigger building. Do you have bigger buildings? I mean, we'd love to have a larger building to be able to and more people and more customers to be able to do more. Everybody would. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yep. do you and have a way to as, oh, go ahead. Go do you have a me a way no, to, for ahead. me to be able to make more product? Uh, not make more product. Okay. Um, uh, as far as warehousing, that's not something that we we have we have to offer at the minute. It is okay. something that we would like to grow into, uh, and you know when that time comes, we would we would love to help you with that. Um, but now, as far as um, you know, shipping labor, how much are you seeing a lot of overtime in labor? Um, stuff like that in, in your shipping costs and, and loading, unloading, etc. Uh, Are you seeing any issues there? No, I, overtime per se. We have a two shift system uh, to basically eliminate overtime, so we go. So we're not. We don't see a ton of overtime. Um, labor costs is, of course, you know, it's hard to find people to work. So we're limited to the amount of people that we have in regards to the for the dock workers. Yep. If that's what yep. you're asking. Yeah. So, so they're not being overworked or anything crazy. Like, so loads. You're not seeing many claims. Uh, stuff like that, lo uh, load loss, uh, stuff, stuff of that nature. Correct? Overworked as in, as in what? As in overworked and claims in regard to on my dock or in the truck? I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, as far as you know, lo loads are being loaded correctly. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're being secured correctly, and, and we're not seeing a lot of damaged freight. I mean, we're not we're not having a lot of claims. I guess would be my 
you know, overwork's probably not the right word, uh, but we're, we're making sure stuff is done done properly on the dock uh, in, in the loading process. Well, that's kind of, uh, in regards to being done on the dock, that's kind of what we, we have procedures, which they're, they're required to fight on the dock, right? Um, yeah. In regards okay. to securement and stuff, you guys have procedures, which you yeah. do, correct? Yeah. And then as far, yeah, but as far as loss is correct, uh, I guess that's where I was going with this was more, we're not seeing a lot of freight claims, losses, damages. How, how many have you had over the last, you know, th this month? How many? Uh, well, we're in, let's go with January and February. January and February, we've had um, one cargo claim, uh, which went, we dealt with the insurance company. The insurance company didn't want to cover it, so C.H. Uh, Robinson covered the damages. Okay. And was that, was that, was that, did that take a lot of your time to, to resolve that issue? Was there a lot of, uh, a lot of nuisance there with that? I mean, what's, uh, on your end, uh, no, I mean, a lot of the insurance companies basically have uh, some pretty. It's it goes in through. Uh, you have a website, and you kind of send put the information in there, and then a claims guy kind of comes out and takes a look at it. So that portion of it is just kind of the claims guy looking at. It. So it's not a lot of my time handling that once it's kind of entered in for the claim. So not a ton of it. No. I, okay. Mm -hmm. And then as as far as you, what you're paying in shipping today. Um, are you happy with where you are price-wise? I mean, uh, obviously, there is. Are you seeing fluctuations uh, in your pricing, or are you pretty consistent? Um, is it something that's very predictable for you? Is that something that you know that you would like to change? Well, obviously, everybody would like to get lower costs, right? Lower costs means more profits. More profits mean, you know, you can growth and things like that. But uh, it is a, as you know as well as I know, freight is a dynamic market, so. There is always fluctuations in markets depending on where things go. We have budgets that we have, you know, so far uh, have been easily able to stay in this year, which were not able to stay in prior year. Um, but that's right now we seem to be within within budgets for what we're maintaining. Yeah, yeah. And is it? Is it, is it but but you are seeing a fluctuation right throughout the year in the in the in the peaks and the valleys of, of manufacturing and stuff like that is that is that a fair statement well again um we don't we do our books normally uh quarterly so un, until they run Quar the books this quarterly way. You, see, right. you do see a fluctuation between quarters then uh occasionally yeah we have yep in recent recent yeah. years if if, if 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 you could level that out and have a a flat cost um is that something that you would be you would be open to. What what do you mean by flat cost? So, 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 so where you have a you know your shipping budget is you have X amount of lanes you are going to ship this month. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what it's going to be. We know up front. We're not putting it out on the spot market stuff like that. We know exactly what that's going to be. Is that something that you you're, you're interested in? Sure. Is that so something is in fluctuations it, and and more and being more efficient? Sure. Is that something you can provide? Uh, definitely, depending on volume and stuff like that. Well, you um, know, you know my volume. More information. Well, you know my volume. I mean, lane, lanes and volume. Right? I need to know. I need to know the lanes uh, to to determine whether that is something we could fulfill for you. Um, you know. Well, and, how and many? Let me that, ask you know? this: How many? How many trucks do you have at your at your company? Twelve. We currently have twelve. We have twelve. Twelve trucks. All right. So you have twelve trucks, and and. I mean, next week alone, we have 20 loads. Okay, going where? I mean, various, they... various locations, but, you know, 
most of our freight is not local freight, so you're definitely within outside of a 500 mile radius. We're about 500 miles. Okay. Uh, and then, as far as deadlines on delivery, do they have a long delivery window? Is that something that maybe is low space outside um, and, and store the the product on the trailer for you? Is that something? No, that it has to. to most of our our, to, our product has to get to the to that to the places so it's, it's going to. Around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, if we can get some of the lanes, just to take a look at some of the lanes. I can definitely bid some of that for you uh, and show you some of the stuff that we can, you know, can do to try and hit your, your target uh, and see if we can do do better there uh, and try and you know, help you be a bit more profitable. Uh, like I said, uh, there is some things that I could recommend here and put a package together for you as far as maybe being a bit more f- efficient and maybe getting more trucks in and out for you in a, in a timely manner. Uh, and stuff like that, you have the, the extra yard space there. Maybe that's something we could take advantage of uh, to, to to lower some of your costs as well. All right, so let, uh, and, and look, quick question. So you basically have 12 trucks. So yeah. at this point, you, you, you have a brokerage. Do you have a means to be able to get outside well, carriers you, beyond your 12 trucks? I, I, I'm pretending out of broke character, time out. No, I'm pretending I don't, I don't, I don't know enough on the lanes. I mean, are they, five, are they 600 miles? I mean, I could do, well, even if I they're do, they're not, know, even if it's 500 miles, you can't get back same day, right? So not you, same day, but it'll, it's, so if I, I have 20 I loads, you, you're not going to be able to get back your trucks, even if they're a thousand miles. You're not going to be able to get back to load that next load within my week, right? If I got to get out 20 loads, 20 divided, you know, I'm going to have to get this many trucks. I've got more more loads than you have trucks. You're not going to be outside of character or outside of character, uh, right? So you're, I'm, I've just broke the realm of the ability for you to be able to handle my freight with 12 trucks. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I like I said, I, without doing the math out of character, mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, I'm thinking, you know, 20-something loads, if they're 600 miles out, 600 miles back, you know, each truck could potentially do potentially three loads a week. Uh, outside of, miles. Well, if you're a th- if you're outside of 500, it's 500 out and 500 back. So you leave on Monday, you're unloading, you're not back to what, Wednesday? Wednesday, Wednesday morning, morning load? Tuesday night. Wednesday, yeah, yeah, so, right, like Wednesday morning load. So now, I, I, so that, so we're down, right? Because now you're, you're only loading, you're only getting that load. It's seven days in a week, right? No, Monday through Friday. Oh, Monday through Friday. Then this is where I would have to... I would have to get more information as far okay. as that's why I said you know, give me a list of your. So lanes you are also where's where's it going? I need to know that, right? Yeah. So most likely some of the freight, obviously. So also one of the one of the aspects is you are also a driver, correct? Yes. All right. So what other thing? One of the other things you said you could give me, and and he he forgot about this was the fact that you can give me more of a personal oh, yeah. touch, correct? Yes. You want to explain that? You want to tell me what why I should benefit you and because big brokerages are just big brokerages? Well, you know, I'm, I'm the man. I'm the man that makes the decision. There is no, uh, you know, 20 people we have to go through to get to get an answer on something. You can call me directly, and we uh, we're, we resolve issues immediately. So you pick up one of my yep. loads on Monday, and you're going to haul it from Texas to North Dakota. And I need you, and you're hauling that load now. And I call you up Monday at five o'clock, and I say we have an emergency. I need you here Tuesday morning, eight a.m. Can you get there? Obviously not. I mean, it was, not. With so for you to like for you to that, is that not something we could look at? Yeah, for you to offer me the personal touch and the fact that you're the man, you're really not 
the man. Like, look, when it comes to C.H. Robinson, I'm the most important thing in their life. At least the person that handles my account, I'm the most important thing in their life outside of their own family, right? So if I say yeah. I need you here Monday morning, my account manager is here Monday morning. If I need I need you here Tuesday morning, they're here. He's here Tuesday morning. So at some point, you're. Yet your personal touch really isn't that personal if you're still driving the truck. And the reason I know you're driving the truck is you literally showed up as the truck driver and then felt you wanted to have a sales meeting as a CEO. So you are literally putting me second because the minute that green light goes off, you got to get out of my damn dock. We got to stop this meeting and you got to pull out of that dock so another truck can go in. So am I supposed to stop my meeting as the CEO of this company? And wait for you to move your truck out of my dock? Am I now second to that dock light? Is that what you're telling me? That that observ observation would be pretty true, I guess. Yeah, right? that, that kind of sucks that you're making me the CEO of, my, of this company. The fact that I could possibly be giving you millions of dollars second to a dock light. You still want to have this conversation? No, I mean... Obviously, maybe we need to reschedule. and uh, No, maybe, maybe you need to reestablish your priorities on how you're going to do a sales call to a customer. You have to make sure that I'm the customer and treat me like one and treat me like I'm as important as you want me to be. Because how important is somebody who could possibly be giving you millions of dollars of business? Are they, oh, they second? Should the most, they, should, they should be the most important, right? I mean, Are they no second to the dock that. light? Certainly not. No, they're certainly not. So why don't you do this? Next time you make an appointment to speak to a CEO of a company or have a conversation with a CEO or somebody high up of a company, do me a favor and make sure you can make them priority one in that conversation. This I, is I, where I we kind of, now this conversation obviously was better the first time and it's hard to do it the second time. But what you need to understand is if you can't make this is, this is off character. If you can't make yep. that CEO, that that shipping manager, if you're going to give him time, you cannot make him second to a dock light. Do not go in there as the truck driver while loading being paid by another by another company. Don't do that. It's embarrassing. It, look, any CEO, any business person, anybody that runs a company is going to see that as disrespectful. It's disrespectful, right? You came here for my time, and now I'm going to have to wait for you to go park your truck to finish this conversation? Are you kidding me? I pay you. You don't pay me. I pay you. The second thing, which, which wasn't talked about, which literally will happen if you go in there under somebody else's money, under the if I hired if, if my customer hired me, and this happens with my customer, my customer's a big customer. If you go in there and, and I hire you and you try to do a sales call while being paid by me, my customer will literally say to you, Are you kidding me? You're being paid. I'm paying Sage. Sage is paying you, and you're telling me that he doesn't do a good job. He hired you. Moron. He, my, my customer has literally, I mean, he's like, check this out. I was on speakerphone, so, and he basically said this to the guy. Driver, he hired you. So are you telling me you were a bad hire? 
I mean, you literally telling me you could do a better job than him, but he hired you to haul this load. I mean, don't do that. And, I, and that's why I told Stuart, don't go into a customer and try to have a conversation as the driver of the truck. Now, what Stuart, what else I said, and Stuart, people are going to take offense to this, is there is a hierarchy, right? CEOs do not want to talk to truck drivers. They just don't. There's a hierarchy. CEOs hire managers and so on and so on. Like People don't go in there as the truck driver and think you're going to have a conversation with a CEO. I know it looks good on YouTube. It makes good YouTube clicks. But real you know, high office people who wear suit and ties are not going to want to talk to the truck driver that's been hired by somebody else to haul their freight. You've got to make them number one. You've got to look at this situation as, as this is going to be the most important person in my life for the next 20 minutes, for the next 15 minutes. Nothing, the only person that's going to end this conversation is going to be him. Not, not a light, not a dock light, not a truck, not somebody hitting their horn. There is no way I'm going to be the cause of ending this conversation. If this guy wants to talk to me for two and a half hours, I'm going to sit here for two and a half hours. Now, most likely he's not. He's going to end that conversation. But a lot, you want to keep him there and keep talking to him and keep selling yourself and keep pushing yourself. If a dock light interrupts your conversation with a CEO, motherfucker, you've lost. You've lost. Because he's not the most important thing. And, and this is where it's very difficult for people to understand, for truck drivers to understand the hierarchy of businesses and, and, and CEOs in these conversations. And that's kind of where I finally got my point. Because me and Stuart argued, how long do we argue over that? It was probably an hour and a half, two hours back and forth. Right, to the point that he's like, no, I think this is your problem. I think this is a sage problem. I'm like, dude, it ain't a sage problem. <laughs> I don't know how to, I, and I finally got the point that I said to him, and it finally dawned on me how to say it to him, is that if you can't make that CEO the, the most important thing in your life for that 15 or 20 minutes, don't have that conversation. Wait, yeah. wait. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I, I, think, I think the key, te- key takeaway from it is, right, but we did, but we, or I established at least, is going in there, doing the business cards, doing the thank you letter, you know, allowing us to move your freight. I mean, that's all very important stuff. It's, it's the indirect marketing, you know, evaluating, right? You mm-hmm. know, writing notes down and, you know, hey, there's better, you know, better signage, right? Better this, you know, putting the lines down. Put that in your, in your toolbox. It's all in your arsenal, you know. Yeah, maybe introduce yourself. Just say, hey, I'm so-and-so. That's about it, you know. Then come back with a different hat on. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what uh, we, And yes. that's where we, we established that there, was, there was a disconnect of, you know, if that's your purpose of being there this time is now you're on your dime. You're on your, your time. You've, now, you already have maybe somewhat of a connection, recognizable face maybe, uh, depending on the size of the facility. Uh, so you have a little bit of a break, you know. You've got a, is a little bit of an icebreaker there, uh, and you can and you can use that fact that you are you you know there is times that you do have to be the truck driver to get stuff done. Correct. Uh, and that that actually gives you more value than someone that ha- maybe hasn't driven a truck before and hasn't done the day to day operational side of it. You know. Yeah, and, and this is where I kind of explain. He's like, you know, he's like, well, how would you've done this? I would have been like, okay, here's how I would have done this. Understand that you as a truck driver, you need to be the recon, right? You're recon. Right. You're going in there. You're seeing what you can see. You're seeing what this is. Now, even though you're still the CEO, 
right now, stay stay the truck driver. Uh, ask questions, stuff like this, but don't ask to talk to anybody because you don't have the damn time. You can't make them first. Figure out what you can change. Figure out what's good. Figure out what's bad. Figure out what you like and stuff like that. Then you call up the next day or next time you're in that area or next time you can go there, you do make the phone call and you say, hey, um, and you just like I said, hey, we offer this service to be able to come in and do a site, um, in, you know, consulting and and talk about some of the you know things that you could possibly make um, things go a little bit more smoother for the truck driver, get him in and out a little bit faster, maybe knock five cents off a mile per load by by, by doing the following things, stuff like that. Yeah. And then he's the, but the way I would have started the conversation would have been like, Hey, I would have, I would have basically said, look, um, I had to cover a load. Uh, one of my drivers was supposed to do this load and, but I had to, something happened with him and we wanted to make sure that we still showed up on time and we didn't fall off the load. So I ended up having to haul, you know, I had to put my driver hat back on and I ended up having to, uh, do this load to get this loaded. So I was at your facility last week, and I loaded a load um, for, you know, T.H. Robinson in regards to uh, blah, 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 going blah, 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 whatever. And I did notice some things, and one of the things that we provide as both a carrier and a logistics company is we provide site uh, things, consultings, and I would, I would script this properly, you know, make sure kind of I knew what I was going to say and practice it. And, and have this type of uh, site consulting that I can come in and kind of uh, take a look at your facility. I went back and checked our files, and we haven't done one at your facility. Now, this is a free service that we offer uh, just to kind of give you an, uh, the viewpoint of a carrier slash truck driver slash, you know, an outside independent view on if there is there anything you can do to make things flow a little bit more smoothly. Is this something you would be interested in? Um, and if so, you know, just let me know what a, a good day would be. Would Thursday at two o'clock be good or whatever for me to just kind of come in, take a look around, take a look at everything. And then I'll type up a report and the following week I can email that to you. Um, and then you can look it over. It's going to say both good and bad, you know, things that you can improve, uh, to possibly be more profitable and more, um, optimize your facility. Is that something you're interested in? So what I've basically done there is I, I told him I fixed a problem, right? I fixed a problem because my truck fell off, but I was still able to make sure that I serviced you good. I still made sure that you got your load picked up. I'm not afraid to get my hands dirty and put my hat and truck driving hat back in. I went into the facility. I just I explained to him that even though I'm a truck driver, I'm still extremely observant as a CEO. I'm still doing my job. So I'm still basically, you know, um, attention to detail, observant about things. I then got the load delivered. I went back to my office. I did some follow up work. This is all the stuff that technically I'm kind of saying this with that with the short words that I'm saying. Right. I did some follow up and I see that we didn't do this for you. And now I'm making a specific phone call on my own dime, not on somebody else's dime, and asking if this is something you would want me to do. Right? Now that, and even if he's, like Stuart says, even if he says something like, well, no, no, I'm not interested. I say, well, not a problem. I do appreciate your time. Um, real quick, though, this is something that you guys did do real well, and I do want to compliment you on this. Your loader was extremely knowledgeable about the load and had us loaded pretty quick. And I do want to thank you for that. 
that's something that you did you guys do did very well and that's not seen in the you know in other facilities that do the same thing that you do so now i i've just told him he did something good and that i might have insight into other facilities that make the same thing he makes so now it's like oh wait a minute uh, uh, what other facilities especially if i've gone to another facility like that well there's other facilities that kind of do the same uh thing that you do that trust me they're not as functional as as you guys are in this aspect so now i might be bringing him intel about his competition right so now he's you're hoping he's listening to what i'm saying and he's like ooh, really well yeah and the only other issue the only other thing i would probably do which would be cheap is i would make sure that uh drivers knew your um, procedures in regards to dropping trailers and setting the chalks and disconnecting and, and disconnecting airlines. I would make sure that your whoever your legit your other logistic companies are that they are that they pass that along to the drivers so that the drivers are fully aware and they can go right in and handle that procedure uh, before they even arrive on site. They know what they're going to have to do. Now you're hoping he says something like, "Well, they're supposed to be," because then you could say something like, "Well, they." They didn't. I'll go back and check, but I'm about 99% sure I didn't know any of that before coming in. So maybe they just forgot to give it to us, you know, or or maybe they lost the paperwork. But I didn't know any of that before coming in. And and like I said, I, the, I think as a as a carrier, though, right there, that's like a big one, right? Because that you look, you don't want to bash on car, you know, brokers, but you know the fact that the you know the more hands you have in the chain, the more chance there is of failure. Correct. Yeah, and so once again, that's a, that's a, that's a feature that a car. If you if all the stars align and you have the right amount of trucks, they have the right amount of freight, you can fulfill their needs. You know, that's a that's another nail in the coffin. Hey, you know, the the less hands we have in this chain, you know, not only is it going to be better for your bottom line, it's also going to you know less less screw ups effectively. You know what I'm saying? Because there's less you know, less transfers of information. Um, you know, so that's you know, stuff like that. You and you got to be switched on to be able to pick up on on the information that someone's giving you indirectly. You know, right? And th and this is what and this is like I said for me being running my own company, making these calls, going this, talking to these people. You're you're gonna want to throw out little things that maybe you hope they pick up on. Now they might not care, and if they don't care, they're just not gonna listen to you. They're just gonna be like, you know, I don't care about this guy. I'm I'm happy with Ch Robinson. I'm happy with this, and and it it is what it is, right? But if you can get in the door doing something other than just, hey, can I have your freight? And giving them something that you know how to do, like look at a parking lot and seeing if there's a better way to back in, if there's a better way to park, if there's a better way to set up, uh, looking at things like that. Start practicing that now. Start looking at facilities now and saying, well, if, if I ran this place, this is how it would be. And start looking at that. Train yourself to be that observant, that consultant that type of person because if, if you can get in the door by giving your knowledge from the industry you're now up on a ch robinson you, you're getting in the door differently you're just getting in the door differently and if you're all trying to get in the same door but i can save you money i can save you money you're not going to be able to compete with a ch robinson that can eat money i mean they can literally take a loss can you right but you might be like yeah well we you know we do have 10 trucks we are in this local area we might be able to work with you if you let us know and we use you as our outbound loads, right? So we might not be your yeah. first choice or your second choice or your third choice, 
but it might be worth getting us set up so that when our trucks are in your area, we'll use you as our outbound freight, right? Because, I mean, this is where we're out of. We're out of this area. And it's just you know, it's just adding us to the email chain um, that you already have and getting us set up in your system because we might be able to provide a better service because, one, my drivers will be fully knowledgeable about the, you know, uh, the procedures at your establishment because I've already come in and done the the. The site check. I've already done the site consulting. Yeah. Also, another thing to bear in mind, right? Look, they might say no to you, right? Mm-hmm. They might say no. We're not. We're not going to use you, right? We're not. We're not interested. We're happy with C H Robinson. Well, guess what? C H Robinson drops the ball. They need some stuff moved now. Uh, and that shipping manager goes, "Hey, this guy was there. Let's just give him a shot." You know, I, I remember when I was in the HVAC field and I used to, you know, do service calls and stuff like that. Most of my customers I gained, like lifetime customers, you know, when they, it would be an after hours or uh, an, a weekend call when no one else wanted to go out there. They, they were without air or heat and they were in a bind and we'd help them out. I'd give them the, uh, I'd give them the, the good treatment. Um, you know, they knew what they were getting. And you know what? They were some of the, some of my best customers. They would spend the most money with me in, in over the, the long term. Uh, because, you know, I, I earned that business and it was when they were in a bind and I needed them. And it's the same with this as well, I, I believe. You know, you might not get their business that day, but you've now planted the seed uh, right. and they know about you and you've been different, you know. Um, and now when they're in a bind, you know, they might they might reach out and be like, hey, look, you know, we've, we've acquired this lane. This, these people can't cover it. Is this something that you might be able to help with? You right. know, so... Just because you get a no right away doesn't mean it's a no forever. Right. And and this is why, like I said, remember, if a customer comes to you and says, hey, I want, I, I, you know, can you tell me about your company and I want to work with you, then definitely talk to that person. Give that person time, right, because they've come to you. Yep. What you don't want to do, it because this is what C.H. Robinson is doing and, and everybody else is doing, is they are sending salespeople in who will give the customer all the time in the world if they want to take it. Because they understand that at that point, I'm, and, and this is why sending appointments and calling people and being, hey, um, you know, can I come in this next Thursday or can I have five minutes of your time? Can I have this? It, it's a different world. At one time, you could go to lunch with people. You can do this type of stuff. Like I said, the COVID has made people have to do multiple jobs, multiple case, lots of, you know, we don't have enough people to, to do this anymore. Six people should be working here. And now two people are doing the same job as six people. And this is the type of world we're we're now trying to function in. So understand and be mindful of somebody's time that they might not give you any unless you can give them something you're going to offer. Hey, I just need you to let me in. I just need you to basically say, hey, um, you know, let me walk around and take a look. Uh, Now does this work with one driver? As a, does it work with one driver? Sure. If if you can take the time to go into that customer and say, "Look, let me go into your let me go into your facility, take a look around." Now you have to know what you're doing. Don't go in there and just offer stupid stuff. Be please, be have know your you know your skills and not if there's something that you see right. But if I was a one truck operation, one, I would try to find a broker to, a broker to work with. And I'm not telling people to work with me. I do OD freight, but there's you know find somebody. But you might have to go in there and say, look, I'm not going to be able to provide you know, the service of this and this and this or, or these guys. But if you need a plan Z, 
Like, this freight has been sitting here for a week, and nobody else has hauled it, and everybody else says the truck will be here tomorrow, and you don't think the truck's going to be there tomorrow? Here's my card. Call me. This is my cell phone. This is my personal cell phone. I, it, I will give you a price to at least deliver that freight. Might not be the best price, but at that point, can you afford not to have a plan Z? You know, so even with our one truck situation, give, give them an opportunity that if they are in dire need and you are the last call, it's better to have a last, well, depending on how you look at it, depending on what bar you're at, it's better to have a last call than no call at all, right? So even if you're going in there offering this service, offering them to take a look and saying, look, I know I'm not your first, second, or third choice, but if you need make make me the choice that you've got no other options and I might be I might be able to come grab that because the phone call is going to come directly to me the guy behind the wheel of the truck and at that point you've at least established given them a reason to keep your number and possibly call you right yeah and it, it, again is it harder as one truck it is but like I said if, if at least you can get your foot into a door now, don't go to a proper, don't go to Pepsi. Don't go to, you know, a, a huge thing. Go to somebody that you, you know, you can, how many, that's why, how many loads are you doing? How many freights are you moving? Well, we're moving one a month. We're moving two a month. We're moving five a month. That's a start. Well, and, and that might be, you know, that might be a thing where, you know, just because you are a one truck doesn't necessarily mean that it's harder, right? I mean, if you find that, you know, yeah, go to a PNG and try and, you know, one truck. Right. It's going to be a, it's an uphill battle. But you go to that farmer that's moving a load of grass seed once a month, you know, and you find him, you know, is that going to be a hard sale? No, you're probably no. the type of person he's looking for, you know. Find, you know, it's all about, uh, you know, prospecting, right? Finding the, the, the right customer, you know, for you. Uh, you know, don't, don't go and shoot above your head and don't undershoot as well, right? You know, try and... Try and find the, the right match, matching the customer that you're looking for, uh, and that—that's—I mean—that's part of the challenge as well, right? You know, not just getting in front of someone, but finding the right customer that's right. going to fit everyone's needs. You know, if you solve a problem for them and they solve a problem for you, that's 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 the pro that's the goal, yeah, here, right? And, and At the end of the day, like I said, my thing was thinking outside the box on how I could get into a customer, other than every other way a broker is trying to get into a customer. Every other broker was trying to get into a customer or every other carrier was trying to get into a customer by selling just the equipment that they have, right? Just the equipment. So I just thought to myself, well, what if I didn't sell the equipment? What if I sell, sold my knowledge? What if I offered my knowledge of the industry, meaning, you know, going to about a zillion warehouses as a truck driver, knowing what works well, what doesn't work well, and just walking around their facility Asking some questions and basing it on, well, you know, you can improve this if we do this. You can improve this if we if you do this. Is this are you capable of doing this? This is what you're doing good because I haven't seen anybody else do this. Um, and and possibly going and and just my knowledge, right? And this is that is monstrous that people don't think of the fact that you go to all these other locations. You might even go to their competition, and the and now you know, you know. How they're loading, how they're moving things, and just thinking outside the box. That that it's mm -hmm. it's not always about going to the customer and offering logistic skills. Uh, offer them a consulting, a free consulting on the on on their site, on how to you know it, and 
Tell them what would make it better for you if you were the truck driver. Yeah, if I could park here overnight, I might do it for a dollar ninety instead of a dollar ninety-five because I can reset my clock and I can get a full dry, day of driving in. You know, they've got a bathroom. I can eat, I can sleep here at night. Um, yeah, that might I might do it for uh, you know if I know I'm going to be out of there in two hours, I might do it for a dollar ninety if I can park on site and. I know I'm not. I'm going to be out of here in an hour and a half, or I can drop my trailer in the door, and then they'll come knock on the door and tell me when it's loaded. So I don't even. Have, I might do it for a dollar ninety because I know I'm out of here. I'm just taking a ten hour break, and next thing you know, I'm rolling. And and so you at that point, it's it becomes easier to sell to a driver. If I were to come to you and, as a broker and say, "Hey, will you do this load?" And you're like, well, can you tell me about the place? No, they ship widgets, and I know nothing. Well, you're going to be like, Jesus Christ, he doesn't know anything, so I'm going to hammer him on my price, right? Mm-hmm. But if you called me up and I'm like, yep, uh, we ship this and this and this, and the loading hours is this and this and this, and there's parking on site, and there's bathrooms on site. You can park overnight, drop the trailer in the door, disconnect from it, put your things down, do this, and they'll come knock on your door when you're ready to rock and roll. Well, you're not going to hammer me on price. You're going to, at that point, you're going to be like, well, he knows his shit. And if this is all true, you know, I, well, I can do that load for two bucks a mile. But if I go in there and I say, I don't know, you're probably going to hit me for $3 a mile because you're going to punish me for my lack of knowledge, which you should. Right? Which you should, because now you're going to have to bid higher because you don't have enough information to protect yourself. I know this as a broker. Give you as much information as possible so you can give me the best price possible. But if I don't know the answers to any of your questions, you're going to be like, well, shit, if you don't know the answer, I'm going to I'm gonna bid high and hope for the best. And that's a lot of times uh, relaying that information to a customer that the more information we can give them about your site, the more optimal you can make the site for a driver, you might be able to save 10 cents a mile on a load because we can give them the most optimal information to give the best price. And having that, just that knowledge right there for, for a carrier, I mean, for a customer, is monstrous for a carrier. Mm-hmm. I agree, man. I agree. So that, that was pretty much where I basically, me and, me and uh, Stuart had a little this hour and a half disagreement. Because I could not get to the point across that you need to make the that cost you can't walk away for a green light you can't walk away because yeah, no, it's, it's all it's all mindset right and that's where right. I, I acknowledge that maybe my method probably isn't the best um you know and obviously some of it i look some of it's situational as well right i mean mm-hmm. you know can you have a can you have a little bit no can you have a little bit of small talk right can you get your face out there you know and you, but you know talk to the shipping work the dock workers but don't talk business. Don't say, hey, I can do this for you, or I can, you know, I see some issues. You know, just, you know, just build that rapport, right? Build that rapport maybe in that first visit, right. and then come back at a different time. Set a dedicated time. Correct. That's what I'm here for. I'm on my time, and I'm here to solve a problem for you. Correct. And that, you know, that's what... And I, and, Go ahead. I said, and there's some, you know, and you can say, look, I've been here in the past, like, like the way you said, uh, you know, talk about some of the inefficiencies and why you were in the truck, you know, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I think you, you're right. That will, it will change the outcome of the way, where the meeting goes, yes. you know? Um, 
and I think that's a, that's that's a big that's a that's a big key, right? And I I acknowledge that maybe you know my way is probably not the best. No, it, it, the best. it's just uh, it's, it had nothing to do with not being the best. The problem is, is like I said, it is very difficult to take a truck driver and make him a logistics specialist because unfortunately there is a hierarchy. And CEOs want to talk to CEOs, right? CEOs don't want to talk to, to the low people on the totem pole. That's why we have managers and district managers and so on and so on and so on, right? Mm-hmm. So because a CEO's time, I mean, we complain right now that we don't have enough time in the day, right? You ask somebody, oh, I don't have enough time for that. I, can't, I don't have enough time for that. So a CEO who's managing a lot of things nowadays, um, he doesn't have enough time to talk to a truck driver about the, you know, the lack of optimization of his facility, right? He doesn't have that. So he has a manager. Go to the manager. Go to the hierarchy. Like in chain of command in the military, right? As, as a non-rate, I didn't go to my CEO. I went to my, my, uh, my MK3. And then when I became an MK3, when I became a petty officer, my non-rates came to me. And if they, if they, circum- if they went around that, it was a bad sign for me. So the last thing you want to do is is insult anybody in that regards and say, you know, and talk to them from the from the head of a truck driver. I don't want I don't want as a you don't want the truck driver talking to the CEO. You want the CEO to talk to the CEO and you're going to get more respect by doing that. Right? You're going to get more respect by doing that. And what you don't want to do is do it while you're on the dime of somebody else. Because they will know that. A CEO is going to be like, wait a minute. You're literally here being paid by somebody else to show up and haul my freight, and you want to do a sales call? Are you kidding me? I'm not even worth coming in on your own accord? You're only showing up and doing doing this call because you just so happened to be loading here? Is, is that a joke? Don't do that. Don't do that. Take you that opportunity to do your recon, to gain your information, and if this is a place you want to get as a customer, now you've got some inside intel. Call, make that call and try to get in that way by knowing that. And even if you're trying to get past mm-hmm. the gatekeeper, you just be like, "Well, I was just there recently, and uh, we offer a free we offer a free consulting uh, site consulting uh, service that might actually uh, you know help you guys a little bit in regards to optimizing loading and, and unloading at your at your facility." So I'm just wondering if there's any who I would talk to. And, and possibly setting up a day where I can come in, no charge, you know, free of charge for us to just kind of walk around and give you a free consult. And now you're getting in the door and you're not selling logistics, which just so you know, you have gatekeepers who are there to stop people from calling and selling logistics. And so you don't want to try not to, sometimes you don't sell logistics, but that was a conversation that we had back and forth but, you know, with me and Stuart. Yeah. You know, I, I think I think it was a good one, man. I think it was a good conversation, and I think we should do it more and like you know break it down, you know, more into a bit more depth as far as each individual step. You know, maybe the features and the benefits that a carrier offers versus a broker. Know know where your strong points are, because I mm-hmm. I truly believe there's some carriers that don't even know their strong points. You know, and what they offer maybe it could be better than a than a broker. Like that, like the, the the hands of information changing. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know stuff, stuff like that. Um, you know, I think it's uh, I think it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's better than bitching and moaning about it online. That's for sure. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I'm trying to hide. Goodbye. Um, not you. Um, that's what I'm also trying to to stop is the fact that, look, you've got to change your mindset. Don't just complain about them. Use your knowledge and of the industry, your of what you're seeing, and figure out what you can do to possibly get a, your own customer, how you can possibly get more money, and how you can possibly get things, right? And how and how you can learn how to build relationships with a broker, so that when it comes time to get one with a customer, you know how to build a relationship with a customer. But if you're constantly just bitching about the brokers that they take too much money, the customers don't want to hear that you complain about money. Do not complain about money to a customer. Don't 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 complain about, you know, because guess what? Sometimes shippers are taking money. Don't complain about money. But if you're doing it as a oh, brokers, they take too much money. I want more money. Well, I'm not hiring you. Don't learn that mentality. I agree. I agree. It's sort of, you know, and like I said, I think I said in other videos, you know, feature benefit equals value. And we sort of t spoke about it on the phone call earlier was, you know, it's not always about money. You know, you might actually be charging more, but you might offer more services than someone else, you know, and you're actually, that price is justified, you know. Um, so it's not, it is not about money all the time. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it is to a certain extent. But there's, you know, there's, there's got to be a, a value to it. What's the feature and the value to justify that extra money? Yeah, so the best, Jones says, what's the best way to change the driver's mindset into a logistics specialist? The, what if it was your business? If I look at every aspect as what, how would I handle this if this was my business? Would I want to pay $5 a mile for freight when I can only afford $3 a mile? Like, you have to look at what, Every bit, when I look at a customer, when I go into a customer, I basically look, I treat that customer as if it was my, as if it was my business, right? As if it, I want that to, to, that business to prosper. I want that business to grow. What can I do to help that business grow, right? So when I look at a business and I realize their budget is only $2,000, how do I stay in that budget? How do I, because I would want somebody to stay in that budget for me, Right. Like if I I was the the customer and I only had two thousand dollars, how what can I do to stay in that two thousand? So if you're looking at this aspect to say how do we stay in this two thousand dollars? What can we do to do this? Treat look at a customer as in they are a business and you want them to succeed. Now you also have to succeed. You also have to be profitable, right? So you have to know how to run your business the same way. But don't just look at other companies and other businesses, no matter what they are, as a way for you to be able to, you know, make millions of dollars. You have to look at them and say, okay, same team. We're on the same team. How do I become a part of this team? What can I do to, for them to be profitable, for them to, to, to beat their customers? Um, how do I do that? And, and that's the aspect of it. It's like, how do I make the driver happy? And how do I make the customer happy? So your goal is to kind of find that middle ground and then be able to figure out, okay, is there anything we can do the next time to be a little, to, to be more efficient? Because there's going to be, like we talked about, is money the only thing, right? You, you asked me that, right? Money the only thing? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, I did. It's, 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 I, I don't think it's everything. It's, it's a big factor, but it's not the end all and be all. Yeah, there's so. Solutions and solutions have to be given with that, right? Money is the only, money is the biggest thing. Yes, because, and let me explain why. 
Because if you're not staying, if you are going to be more expensive, then you better ex- be able to explain why you're going to be more expensive, right? Money, if it, look, money is the main baseline. Money is the baseline of any, any business. Any business has to be profitable first. It's all, all businesses are is analytics. You have to be profitable. If you're not profitable, you're booted, okay? If you're not profitable, if you're in a part of the business and it's not profitable, you're fired. It doesn't matter if you're the CEO or it doesn't matter if you're on the assembly line, okay? So that baseline is money. But if you can justify, well, we're more expensive because we need to get there on time, then that's the, that's the answer, right? Pay more money because we have to get there on time. Pay more money so we get better service. Pay more money, but that baseline is technically going to be, why are we paying more money, right? So although money's not the final decision maker, it's your baseline. Your baseline is we budgeted $2,000. Why is this costing us $2,100? Well, because the carrier that was basted for for $2,000 couldn't show up on time. Okay, at least I now have a reason because businesses function on money, right? We're no, you're not running charities. We're not running, uh, you know, donations here. They run on money. So the baseline of a business is they must be profitable or they go under, hence the bank. And this is going to, I'm going to do a quick uh, uh, commercial here. If anybody's looking for factoring for one, for under 2%, please let me know. It's also ba- uh, backed by a large bank. Uh, so right now we have banks collapsing in California. So if you have a factoring company in California, you might want to make sure that you're not affected. Anyways, that being said, shoot me an email if you want factoring. Uh, now, that baseline is that money, right? If you're not turning a profit, the business goes under. No business can stay open without that doesn't, isn't affected by money. So, yes, money is your main baseline determining factor. It's not always about how much money because you can easily, like I said, you can easily justify, well, we need more money because... We want to make sure we're there on time because we want a better carrier hauling this freight because we want to pick up a better machine, right? But money is still your baseline. Does that make sense? So am I explaining this right, Stewie, that you understand? No, Sage, you're explaining exactly right. Okay, you know, just making uh, sure. You know, if, 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 you're a lo- if you're a loss, if you're losing money for a company, they're not going to keep you around. End of, end of story, right? Right. You so, and, we, and, I, and I think we saw that during COVID as well, right? When you look at COVID, there was a lot of middle management, which actually was uh, d- d- diluted down, you know, dissolved because it really wasn't, you know, they, they put jobs together, right? Just to try and cut the cost, right? So, because they weren't making money necessarily, right? Correct. And, and so this is, so when people are like, oh, it's, it's not always about the money. It is, but it's, can I justify the money? And that's where the difference is. That's where the difference is. Yes, I can justify the money because this carrier always picks up on time. We've never had a complaint. They've handled cargo claims. The drivers know what they're doing. Uh, yeah, so this, this, we can justify this money. It's when, well, we're paying this much money and the carriers are always late and never showing up and, and missing appointments. Well, then we can't justify that money, can we? <laughs> right? At this point, we, we got a problem here. But companies run on money. And you have to fully underware that companies run on money. So if you need to provide services that are more than that, then you better provide a reason why it's more. And if you can back that up, then you can back that up. 
So I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna wrap this one up here because I did keep Stewie tec- technically Stewie for like four hours by the time we were done with these two phone calls. Um, but that's cool, man. Yeah, cool. he has a. Like I said, I did share his video out in the beginning, and and you can share this on your community page if you want. Um, okay, the, the big I'm thing. Get off here, okay. Yeah, jump off. I like that. The big understanding is just look at aspects of this that you can try to get into a door, not just based on the services you provide with the truck, but on your knowledge of of possibly seeing hundreds or thousands over your time of loading facilities. That is an aspect that some shippers may or may not know because they're not going to all these places, but you are. And if you can do it professionally and you go in there as and go in there in, you know, first impressions matter as professional as you can and take a look at facilities, you might be able to just as simple as painting lines on the ground and explaining why that's needed. Because let's just say truck, not all truck drivers backing skills are equal. (laughs) So the lines provide a means to be able to back up and use the lines to reference the rear tandems of the trailer. Right. Us drivers would know that. Um, but this is stuff that, you know, we can provide and just look, think outside the box and provide whatever services you got, pull, use all the tools you got. And if it's knowledge of the industry, use knowledge of the industry. You want to start, start a consulting firm in regards to site consult, start it, do it. So that is definitely, um, something you need to, to, to go and do. Uh, your previous video explained how complex logistics is in a business and there are levels to what, Levels do. Uh, you went to play at. What do you need to get to the next level? What do I need to get to the next level to play at? Hang on, CDN. Your previous video explained how complex logistics is and business. There are levels, and what levels do you want to play at? Uh, what do you need to do to get to the next level? And this is what I kind of explained the thing to me is. It depends on where you want the next level to be. Like, I knew where I wanted my next level to be. But the, in my opinion, to get to the next level, you're going to have to take the time and to say, you know what? This is not something I'm going to learn in a day. This is not going to something I'm, this is not an industry I'm going to just learn by doing one thing over and over and over again. This is an industry that has enormous aspects to it, it's huge. There, it is multifaceted, and if I truly want to go to the next level, I'm going to have to sit down, take the decide time, and decide what's the next level I want to reach. Do I want two trucks? Do I want a brokerage? And if I want two or three trucks, I'm going to have to seek out educated ways to make that level. Right, I'm going to have to seek out what's going to get me step by step to that next level. I have one truck. I have my own authority. What's my next step I want to proceed with? Am I looking to go the sales route, the brokerage route, and that route? Well, then I better seek out somebody and uh, or seek out knowledge on that aspect of it and learn about that aspect of it. Am I looking to go carrier and I want to add trucks? Okay, well, then maybe I should seek out what that's entailed. Okay, well, maybe I should seek out insurance guy. Let me talk to an insurance guy, see what he suggests, and then you can talk to uh, truck insurance, Daniel at truck insurance. And then you seek out people. Okay, now that I know I can add three trucks to my insurance this year, what type of contracts are there 
80, 20, 85, uh, 15. Like what, what can I offer as that service and then seek out that. So the, the, the issue is, is that you're going to have to seek out different, what route you want to go and then seek out education in that level. And this is what frustrates me is that it's where people are taking steps too big, too broad, too out there and not understanding that step one, get my CDL. And I actually somewhere on there in my, in my, and I'll try to find it somewhere in my videos, I have step-by-step on what, why you should upgrade, why you should leave company driver, why you should be a lease driver, why you should be an owner operator. I actually have videos I did on that somewhere in there. Uh, that I actually covered what benefits every step gives you. But I think the biggest problem is, is that we're seeking out, uh, we want to be, we, we think trucking is this when it actually, it's, it's this over here, right? But it's also this over here and it's this over here and it's this over here. So one step doesn't, isn't just the answer. And, and like I said, I knew I wanted to do over dimensional freight. I wanted to do it myself. I wanted to handle it and be in complete control. I did not want agents. Um, once I, I was going to go the carrier route, once the, my driver left, I said, you know what? I'm just going to go the brokerage route. And I made, I chose that path, and I focused on that path, and I stayed on that path, and that's where I wanted to be. If, if you're looking to build a monstrous truck fleet, well, then you should look at every aspect of that monstrous truck fleet. Um, and that's where you're going to want to seek to go. And, but understand logistics goes laterally and branches off. So you go, you know, from truck to carrier to brokerage to drayage to warehousing, each section adds to your empire, right? And you're going to have to decide which kind of branch you want to go, right? And, and how much you want to invest. And are you going to put it out there for investment? And are you going to bring people in? Uh, real quick, thank you so much. Uh, what level are you at now? And are you at where you want to be? It's priceless. Yes. Yeah, I'm at the level I want to be, right? And you're welcome to stay at the level you want to be. But the issue is, is that if you want to take those next steps, you're going to have to seek out the education in that step. Uh, I sent you an email. Hopefully you have the time to check it. I did. Uh, let me check because I did get one email and then I sent... One person to give me a call. Shoot me your number. Um, if I did, I think I responded back to your email. Shoot me your number. That way I make sure I'm, I'm giving you the right information because I have questions and I don't, for me, I, it's, it's easier for me to ask the questions rather than type them. Um, but I did get that email, I believe, uh, the question that, that you had. So if that was you, check your email because I, I emailed you back for your, for your number. Just shoot me your number and I can give you a ring. So, uh, I'm looking to drop trailer and sales path is a valid path. Um, is it a valid path for drop trailer and sales? Yes, it is. Are you capable of doing it? I don't know. Right. It, it, it salespeople are specifically, they have a, a certain personality. They, they have, you know, it's not just, Hey, you know, give me stuff. So I can't say if you can do sales, that's something you'll have to decide to do. What I am explaining, again, like I said, is if you can't, seek out somebody who can and see if you can work with, with that person to, to be able to do sales. There's people out there like Paul from Freight Connect, FR, 
uh, freight the number eight connect.com um, to to help you with that. But I can't answer if that's the right path for you because I don't know your sales skills. There's no way for me to know. Um, drop trailer situation? Absolutely. I mean, there's definitely customers that having drop trailers would benefit them. Can you afford the investment of that? I don't know. That's that's something you have to then sit down and, and run your numbers and figure that out. Um, what I, people need to do is before you make these steps, it is okay to go to a customer eventually that you might have. Let's say it's a small customer, that, and I have done it. I did it with my trailers. I've gone to my customers and said, hey, you know, I enjoy working with you guys. We do real good together. You know, we're doing this freight. I would like to grow with you guys. As you grow, I would like to grow. Would it benefit you if I did get this? All right, if I did get two trailers, if I did do that. And it's a good way to kind of see, you know, where the what the customer kind of feels about the, the services that you have. Yeah, if you were able to do that, we could absolutely have you drop trailers here and there. And then that opens up other conversations and things like that. And like it or not, that's where salespeople and negotiators truly go and negotiate, right? That's where you, you now you might seek out at some point um, assistance in growing your company. But the issue is, is that so many truck drivers look at it and say, look, I can do everything. I do my own maintenance. I do my own this. I do my own that. I do my own that. And that's great to be able to do your own maintenance and your own stuff like that. But eventually you have to realize what you bring to the table and like I tell you this conversation with Toe Piglet, at some point, stop working on your trailers and start start doing sales. And me and Toe Piglet had that conversation with, you know, before he ended up shutting his trucking company down that we, I said to him, you know, you're out there and that's great that you can fix these hotshot trailers, but put the wrench down and get out there and start doing sales, you're, you know, and, and. He, you know, he did at that point, he didn't. He, and, you know, we've talked about that in a video also. But so it, it, you have to know your strengths and what you can do and where you're most beneficial at. And if you're not, well, at some point, you're going to reach the limits of what you can do by yourself. Right. And that's that's that limit. I know what my limitations are. And, and I chose a path to optimize that. Well, see that then that's a problem. So, so exactly. So, if you suck at sales, I would probably say the path of sales might not be your best path, um, unless you can, you know, you've decided to team up or hook up or pay somebody to be your salesperson. So, you know, that's the that's something people need to think of, right? And that's that's the issue. So, all right, that means that I'm gonna go ahead and jump off here. I want to thank everybody for swinging in. Um, I just wanted to kind of do this and me and Stuart were talking, but I want to thank Stuart for coming on. Definitely check out Stuart. And uh, that being said, I'm going to jump off. As always, 